The Sci-Fi Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast. The Sci-Fi Film Podcast. Really shiny panel. Hello, and welcome to the Cyphora Film Podcast. Uh, I am Andy Walker, and I'm here with my son Scott. Hello, Scott. Hello. Hello. How are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm okay, actually. I'm looking forward to things I have planned. Mm. Fair enough. Well, not things I have planned, things that I'm participating in. It's very, it's very, what's the word I'm looking for? That's very, um, I don't know, something. It's very something. Can you say anything about these things? Yes. Um, Well, as far as I know, I can. No one told me I can't. Okay. Hope I don't get in trouble for saying But um, there's a community project sort of stage performance thing going on in uh, Romford and the surrounding areas for Havering and I am participating in it. I am one of the actors. Ooh, very and it's, it's very weird for me because it's one of, the, one of the first things I've acted in stage-wise since I was at school. Um, being involved in and everything like that and it's just I don't know why. I don't know why if it's just me or what, or if it's just the way it's worded. But I seem to have a lot more to say than everyone else in this in the script, and it's it's maybe, slightly daunting. Maybe it's but, just a lot to say for yourself with the yeah. So it's it's just slightly daunting sort of thing, and is there's a few different performances within the performance that's got to be done, and it's it's the, I'm sort of, I know my memory is not the best in the world, so I'm slightly nervous that I'm going to get halfway through. Do the rehearsal finally get to performance and go, nah, mine's gone. Wing it, mate, wing it. Like randomly slipping in random words that I've yeah. remembered that popped into my head or something. Just, just don't do not do the who fired that cannon joke. <laughs> oh, dear. No, it's just, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just, I'm saying it's just a bit nervous, nerve-wracking because it's, first stage thing I've done. Yeah. It's a, it's a, actually, think about it, it's the first stage thing I've done since I was actually at secondary school yeah. for like my first few years because the rest of it, I did a lot of backstage work and the, the sort of the technical side of it. So this is going to be my first acting thing on stage that I've done since probably my second year at secondary school. Oh, cool. So... Let's find out if they're going to film me. If they are, we see if we can get it on the... Yeah, as far as I, I don't know whether or not there's going to be tickets available for anyone in the area or what. So as soon as I know what's going on, I can let people know or yeah, so if they, can ask if they, them to 
If they film it, we can put a link to it or something. Yeah. Film, but see if we can get a copy and see if we can put it up on the, on the channel. It's, it's been publicised by our good friends at um, a tattoo studio that we know in Rumford. Oh, okay. It's there. They're doing press conferences for it and doing press releases and all that for it. So cool. it's all cool. being endorsed and everything by them. So it's, it's, it's yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's just a bit nerve wracking. And as of recording this, it's going to be my first rehearsal tomorrow. So as we're, so obviously I can't remember when this is going to be going out, but obviously my, my first rehearsal is tomorrow and I'm a bit nah about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, good luck with it all. Break a league, as they say. I'm hoping I don't because then I can't get there. But I, I know, I just, I'm. It's just, it's, it's, it's just awkward to get to. It's the bit that's doing me. But it's yeah. going to be fun. And I'm, that's what everyone keeps telling me. It's going to be fun. Yeah, we'll. It's fun for you. Like, you haven't got to be in it. But yeah, no, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm sure they'll be forgiving. <laughs> yeah, whether or not anyone else. Yeah. Fair enough. So how are you then, Father? How me? Um, what's going on in the world of you? Me, I'm, I'm old and grumbly and uh, curmudgeonly and uh, aching and stuff. My legs are falling off. And I did uh, say what was new, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, everything's pretty much as usual. Fair enough. Yeah. Really, do you know what? I, I, I've had someone point this out to me in, before and I haven't noticed until now because they pointed it out to me. But yeah. I have a dip in my beard. A it dip. goes in and then puts out. Yeah. It, it's only just, it's really annoying me you now. Do you put something round it every now and again? Tie it round something? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think it's just. It's the shape of your chin. Yeah. It's. <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, shall we get on with things? Yes, sorry, yeah. Sorry to distract everyone. That's all right. Um, right, uh, so yes, this week we are going to do two short films and a long film again um, and stuff. Uh. And uh, yes, the first of the two short films is from 2023. We think it's on dust, so we don't, you know, we'll take that with a pinch of salt. Uh, and it's called The Cage. Uh, director and writer is uh, Hengrul Zhang. It's a great name. Uh, the cast is Jeff McDonald, Cynthia Allen, and Bridget Rank 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 Rank. Why is it you have so much? You, you can pronounce some names and then have so much trouble with others. I don't know. It's just it's the way my mother put my teeth in. Anyway, uh, the synopsis for this film says an obedient artificial intelligence assistance assistant is trying to complete a painting so that she can help her master but this painting annoys her arrogant master which causes a spiral yeah yeah so um i've got to say it's really weird because this is the there's a lot of talk at the moment in in social media and lots of places about uh, artificial intelligence and art. Yes. Um, I, I, I personally have become a little bit obsessed with artificial intelligent image generators. They just they fascinate me. Um, some of the weird stuff you can make them do. Uh, 
<laughs> no, I'm, I'm just talking. I'm, I'm talking non-pornographic here. <laughs> yes, and I, I, I sort of gathered that, but yeah, he's nice to clarify. Um, but this is this is the second film I've seen recently about this, which is quite weird. It's quite interesting. It's it's come into the the short film thing so quickly. Mm. Um, yeah, it, I mean, there is a lot of thing about the, the effect that it has on artists and and on the world of art in general and that sort of thing. Which I think what this is this this what this is about really. It's well made and it deals with the issue really well. And I mm. kind of like it, but I don't know. There's something about it that just kind of like I thought, yeah. Oh, this is, I think about this is the fact that it's it touches on a few subjects. The whole yeah, the whole AI um like sort of picture sort of thing and the art thing, but also the fact that there's there was a whole discussion. Well, it wasn't massive, but like it was big enough for it to be sort of publicised a bit. About the fact that there was um whole could you tell the difference between the artist, the artist paintwork and uh, an AI like a, a robot doing the same thing. Yeah. And obviously it all comes down to sort of brush strokes and all. But they they touch on this about the fact that if if it's taught and learned by a taught and learned from the, the artist itself, it could create it, it could create and I think the fact, obviously, there's a, there's a little bit of the hidden thing in the background about the fact that, like, there's certain AIs that are taking over and going a bit wild and crazy and all that. But it's, I think it's good for that. It is a bit confusing and a little yeah. bit sort of, I think, a bit sort of weird. One. I think this would, this could also almost be good as a sci-fi horror sort of mix, the sort of the dark, mm. the sort of twist, twist, in this to it but yeah. i do get the whole sci-fi bit to it it's it is very good sort of cinema uh, cinematographically <laughs> cinematography yeah but like that the the angle work and the fact that the slight little um the shots they were doing of, of her when she's touching the brushes and everything i thought was very well i had a lot of sort of feeling behind them and i think this is there's certain little bits it just niggled at me I think other than that, it is quite it is a good film. It's, it's a good film. I don't know what it was. It was just about the end when he got to the end of it. I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I'm very interested in the in the the, the thing about sort of uh, AI and artists because one of the, one of the things I I see is that you get a lot of artists that use um, assistants, yeah, to do the work for them. And they they come up with the master plan, if you like. They come up with the design and the actual artistic thingy and all that kind of thing. But they use physical people, other people, to actually make the art. Yeah. You know? So is there really a difference between somebody doing that and somebody using a computer or a robot to make the art if they come up with the initial idea and the actual creativity behind it? I also think they touch on it, don't they? They say about the fact that it's it's not the art or the paint. The as long as the painting is done, that's that's all that matters. And he actually says it's not the painting; it's my name, yeah, that that makes it valuable. It's not yeah. the painting or the artwork; it's it's my name. And that's the same thing. It's, like you said, it's about if 
if it's got someone's name on it, but they've only done, say, 10% of the work, it's still being classed as their painting. Yeah, well, they they would have come up with a creative idea and they would have come up, and it's been done for hundreds of years. I mean, it's like going back to people like Michelangelo and, and uh, Leonardo and people like that, you know. It, it, it's, it's what not... have Ninja Turtles got in it? No, I mean, DiCaprio. <laughs> no, no, it's not a new thing to, for artists no. to use assistants to do some of the work for them, but they come up with the, the original creative idea. They come up with the the, the the meaning behind it and what it actually is supposed to be. But I don't see that there's necessarily any difference between using physical workmen or assistants to do that work than to use a robot or, an, or a computer AI to, yeah. to generate the artwork if you still come up with the original this, creative idea. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I think that's, that's one of the things that is sort of... I don't know. It's it's a hard way to deal with because of the fact that obviously a lot of people there's a whole this whole argument about the fact that people on one side is oh, but it's not the same. It's not the same passion in it. It's not the same. But but it does it does it, mean it does mean it, people who have people who have creative ideas but aren't necessarily technically yeah capable of putting oil on canvas can yeah. then make art. Yeah, because you can have creative ideas, but it doesn't mean you've got skill to be able to influence influence that. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things. It's the fact that, like saying, it's the, saying the fact that it's it's the passion within the within the artwork. But the, what I, the way that I feel, obviously, I know that everyone looks at art differently. Be it paintings, be it music, be it be it comedy, everything, everything form of art is subst is all based on that person. Yeah. Uh, I still think that I've I've still seen pictures that I know have been generated by AI that have actually moved me more and i've had more of a reaction to than i have done for paintings that i know have been painted by humans yeah yeah it's difficult it is a difficult thing but i mean you know it's done in, in quite a good interesting way and i expect we will see more of oh, this yeah. sort of thing being uh, reflected in film oh, yeah. it's, it's definitely the, do you think we, we it's the whole android ai sort of artificial intelligence thing has been done so many times and it's it's just now it's now getting to the point where it's not so much actual science fiction it's more science fact than that. yeah the yeah. fact that we are getting to the point where we've got artificial intelligence we've got the ability to make these things true where it's yeah. i think it's where people are now sort of getting to the point where it's oh this isn't just in the distant future this is something that could happen in the next 10 years yeah True, true. Well, moving on to our second film, and and it's kind of there's kind of a connection in a way. This is again from twenty twenty three, and it's a film called Clementine. Uh, the director and editor of this is Zach Remelian. Remelian. Uh, <laughs> and the writer and executive producer is Neil Schneider. Uh, the cast is uh, Jacqueline dos Santos, uh, Siobhan McDonald. And Arya Sharma. Now, the synopsis for this film says a smart home is designed to protect humans from the outside world. But what happens when a young girl gets trapped inside with no other form of human life? Mm. What did you think? Now, I, I want to go proper into depth about this, but obviously, it's a new film, and I'm not 
I don't feel com- I feel confident doing it, but I don't want to because it might spoil it for people that haven't watched it. But the synopsis, the synopsis, and the way that the film runs mm. go hand in hand until about the last three minutes of the film. Yeah, and I think that I think that is a very very good twist in it. Yes, is it makes you think, or made me think anyway, that down the whole path of what was going on, and she was starting to go sort of a bit, bit mental health wise, but she still yeah. does, isn't it? And then the twist in it, which you sort of then go, oh, okay, and it, for me, proper memory, I was sitting there, but I was not expecting that. Yeah. And I, I was saying the, the the technology side of it, the, the even the whole again the emotion that was shown in it, I thought was very well done. Cinematography was amazing in it, and mm. I genuinely really like this film, especially with the twist at the end. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a great film. I really like I like this sort of film. It reminds me a bit. There were a few. There was a kind of spate of films in the sixties and seventies about this kind of thing. They're they're, they're about sort of uh, computerized houses and homes that. that were were done in order to protect people or to, to protect people, but then yeah. things happen. Different things happen. But I liked that. And then they also there was a lot of things about like the dangers of computers and how uh, them being in charge of our daily lives wouldn't necessarily be the best thing and all this kind of stuff. And it kind of reminds me of those sort of things, but updated. Yeah. Um, but it also reminded me again of like the films we were watching you know, a few weeks ago with the robots protecting the people that they're looking after. You know, the, the, the guys trapped on the space station and yeah. the, the guy in the, in the ship where they were looking for a new Earth. It kind yeah. of reminds me again of that sort of stuff. You know, they're being protected by this, uh, this, um, you know, I, this, I, I this, 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 yeah. What I liked about it as well was the fact that it, it touches on the whole subject, which I've, I've found in a few other films haven't sort of gone down that when they've done the whole AI thing and the whole you need to protect us, especially when we go, you need to look after this person until we come back. Yeah. And it's that whole thing that they say in this is what if they don't? Yeah, yeah. What if they don't come back? What what happens then? Are they, are they going to be. Still looked after, they're going to be locked there for it until they buy it. Or yeah, and it's yeah. that whole thing was yes, that is a very good idea. You put this AI, these you've planned out to program, you've been able to say these are the parameters you need to stick by, and you protect them until we come back. But it's what if you don't? Yeah, what then happens? Yeah, and I think this is I, this, I love this film because it, it does it, the whole what happens if you're locked inside and. Locked away and then have that freedom that you get, but it's then the same with the added twist to it as well, which I think was very amazingly done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's incredibly well made, well well acted, and it's got some really good effects on it as well. Yeah, some of the effects are really well done. Um, yeah, I think it's a really good film, and I think there's a lot. There's there's a some really good films coming out lately, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, this year looks like it's, there's some good stuff around. Okay, moving on to our. Say, so is that a slight dig of the next film? With the... No, 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 no. There's a really good films coming out lately, and then we're going to go into a film in the eighties. No, no, not at all, not at all. 
Right, so on to our feature film. Now, our feature film is this this week is a nineteen eighty five film, which is kind of a bit sci fi, maybe, but definitely horror. Uh, and it's called Reanimator, uh, based on lots of things. Uh, let's go for it. So uh, the director was Stuart Gordon. Uh, he did some TV and short stuff in the nineties and the two thousands. He also directed From Beyond in 1986, Dolls in 1986, Robot Jocks in 1989, uh, The Pit and the Pendulum 1991, Fortress 1992, Castle Freak 1995, Space Truckers 1996, Dagon in 2001. This is my favourite one. Bunker of Blood Chapter 5, Psycho Sideshow Demon Freaks in 2018. I suppose they cover all bases, don't they? Yeah, I, I don't know where they could have fitted the title up on the holding <laughs> outside the cinema. Probably shortened it down. Yeah. So the writers, this is based on a story by H.P. Lovecraft. He wrote the original story. Uh, so um, there are other things that he was uh, involved in the writing of, or his writing was involved in, uh, was mainly to TV and shorts. And we got, we got time for this. Hey? We got time for this. Oh yeah, yeah. To that. say about the stuff that H.P. Lovecraft inspired and oh no, not just not inspired. I was just to say the direct, the direct writing. I was to say TV and shorts in the seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands, twenty tens, and twenty twenties. We had the Haunted Palace in nineteen sixty three, Die Monster Die nineteen sixty five, The Shuttered Room nineteen sixty seven. That's a brilliant film. I love that film. Uh, the Crimson Cult nineteen sixty eight. The Dunwich Horror, 1970. Island of the Fishmen in 1979. From Beyond, 1986. The Curse, 1987. The Testimony of Randolph Carter in 1987. The Un Unnameable, 1988. Pulse Pounders in 1988. Uh, Dark Heritage, 1989. Bride of Reanimator, 1990. The, Re Re the Resurrected, 1991. The Unnameable Two, 1992, Necronomicon Book of the Dead, 1993, Lurking Fear, 1994, Bleeders, 1997, Cthulhu, 2000. That's a great film. Killian Gothic in 2000, Dagon, 2001, The Music of Erica Zan, 2002, Beyond Reanimator, 2003, The Thing on the Doorstep, 2005, The Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath. 2003, Strange Eons, The Thing on the Doorstep, 2005, The Call of Cthulhu, 2005, Beyond the Wall of Sleep, 2006, The Horror of H.P. Lovecraft, 2006, The Rats in the Walls, 2006, Cthulhu, 2007, H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft's The Dunwich Horror, 2007, The Whisperer in the Darkness, 2007, Colour from the Dark, 2008, Pickman's Muse, 2010. The Colour Out of Space, 2010. Uh, Three Shadows, 2010. The Whisper in the Darkness, 2011. Banshee Chapter, 2013. The Haunter of the Dark, 2015. Dead Tongues, 2016. Blasted Heath, 2016. From Beyond, 2016. The Haunter in the Dark, 2, 2017. Herbert West Reanimator, 2017. Pios 2017, Colour Out of Space 2019, 
Chaos from the Old World 2020, Haunter in the Dark 3 2020, Markham 2020, Castle Freak 2020, The Deep Ones 2020, Tales from the Grave of the Movie 2020, At the Mountain of Madness 2021, and When the Earth Gives Up the Dead in 2022. There you go. Couple. Uh, the other the other writers, the screenplay writers, uh, Dennis Paoli uh, uh, did some TV short stuff in the nineties and two thousands. Also did From Beyond in nineteen eighty six, Ghoulies Two in nineteen eighty six, Spellcaster nineteen eighty eight, Pulse Pounders nineteen eighty eight, The Pit the Pendulum nineteen ninety one, Body Snatchers nineteen ninety three, Castle Freak nineteen ninety five, The Dentist nineteen ninety eight, The Dentist Two. Sorry, The Dentist, 1996, The Dentist 2, 1998, and Dagon in 2001. Uh, and then uh, William William Morris is the other screenplay writer, and he has written nothing. I'm not sure even if he had matched it up with the others, he's probably not at any point. Nothing would be interesting, anything. Anyway, no. so the cast... Interesting thing. Jeffrey Coombs. He did some TV and shorts work in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s. He was in <clears throat> Frightmare in 1983, The Man with Two Brains, 1983, From Beyond, 1986, Cyclone, 1987, Cellar Dweller, 1987, The Phantom Empire, 1987, Dead Man Walking, 1988, Pulse Pounders, 1988. Robot Jocks, 1989. Bride of Reanimator, 1990. Pit in the Pendulum, 1991. The Giver, 1991. Trancers 2, 1991. Dr. Mordred, 1992. Fortress, 1992. Necronomicon, Because of the Dead, 1993. Lurking Fear, 1994. Cyberstalker, 1995. Castle Freak, 1995. The Frighteners, 1996. Time Tracers, nineteen ninety seven. Spoiler, nineteen ninety eight. I still know what you did last summer, nineteen ninety eight. The House on Haunted Hill, nineteen ninety. Can't see what that says. Nine, I think it was. Uh, Faust, two thousand. The Attic Expeditions, two thousand and one. Contagion, two thousand and two. Fear dot com, two thousand and two. Beyond Reanimator, two thousand and three. All Souls Day, Dio de los Murtos, 2005. Satanic, 2005. Abominable, 2005. The Wizard of Gore, 2007. Sounds like a really bad spin-off to The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Paratomnia, in 2018, or 2008, whatever that is. Dark House, 2009. Night of the Living Dead, 2012. Would You Rather, 2012, The Penny Dreadful Picture Show, 2013, Suburban Gothic, 2014, Art School of Horrors, 2015, Holiday Hell, 2019, and Unbelievable, with five exclamation marks, 2020. <gasps> Not to be mistaken from Unbelievable and the, other, the ones before it with the other exclamation marks. Yeah. Um, unbelievable with three exclamation marks. Yeah. <laughs> I think that one, that's good. Uh, right. Uh, we have Bruce Abbott, who did some TV and shorts in the 80s and 90s. He was in The Last Starfighter in 1984, but he was uncredited. 
Bad Dreams, 1988, Interzone, 1989, Bride of Reanimator, 1990, The Demolitionist in 1995, Prophecy 2, 1998, and Trance, 2002. Uh, there we go, Barbara Crampton. She did some shorts in the 2010s, 2020s. Uh, she was in Chopping Mall in 1986, From Beyond 1986, Pulse Pounders 1988, Puppet Master 1988, Trancers 2 1991, Robot Wars 1993, Castle Freak 1995, Space Truckers 1996, Cold Harvest 1999, The Sisterhood 1994, Your Next 2011. No, try that again. The Sisterhood was 2004. I'm talking about <laughs> Your Next 2011, The Lords of Salem 2012, The Evil Clergyman 2012. The Last Survivors, 2014. We're Still Here, 2015. Sun Choke, 2015. Tales of Halloween, 2015. Road Games, 2015. Blood Brothers, 2015. <laughs> Did a lot of stuff in 2015. Yeah. Uh, Beyond the Gates, 2016. Day of Reckoning, 2016. Replaced, 2017. Death House, 2017. Uh, Dead Night, 2017. Sorry. Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich, 2018. Reborn, 2018. Stay Out, Stay Alive, 2019. <laughs> Death Semba, 2019. Sacrifice in 2020. Jacob's Wife, 2021. Superhost, 2021. And Alone With You in 2021. And this is my favourite one. On it, the fortuitous and the talisman of souls in 2023. Wow. <laughs> Just thinking, I'm pretty sure stay at, stay alive is what you, your instructions to me when it used to go out. Yeah. It could be so. This, this, I take it back, you know, like a few episodes ago where I turned around and said that, like I say, it's probably last season actually, where I said that not many films nowadays have amazing titles. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> what I should have said was not many A, a films have got amazing titles. B films have got amazing ones. True. So we've got uh, David Gale, who did some TV and shorts in the 60s and 80s. Yep. Uh, did, he was in Savage Weekend in 1979, The Brain, 1988, Pulse Founders, 1988, Bride of Reanimator, 1990, The First Power, 1990, uh, Sin Senor in nineteen ninety, the Giver nineteen ninety one, and the Evil Clergyman in twenty 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 twelve. And lastly, we have Robert Sampson, who did some TV and short or short stuff in the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, and two thousands. Yep, he was in City of the Living Dead in nineteen eighty, Robot Jocks nineteen eighty nine, The Dark Side of the Moon in nineteen ninety. The Arrival, 1991, and Netherworld in 1992. So, the synopsis for this film <laughs> says, after an old medical student, no, try that again, after an odd medical student <laughs> arrives on campus, a dedicated local... Uh, a dedicated local and... Yeah, try again. I'm going to start this bit again, right? Synopsis for this film says... <gasps> After an odd medical student arrives on campus, a dedicated local and his girlfriend become involved in bizarre experiments centering around the reanimation of dead tissue. Thank you very much. There you go. 
Yeah, unlike the live two series, is before you sneeze in it. Well, what do you reckon? No, I normally go first and then you go first. Oh, okay then. Right, I think this is a good film with some great effects. Yeah. Yes, it's got a lot of the usual 1980s stereotypes and tropes, but they seem to kind of fit the film somehow. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll give you the somehow. <laughs> there are some mistakes in it. Like there's a bit where they put a, he puts a, a bone saw through someone's chest, but then when you see him, it's on the wrong side of his. You see him from the front. Yeah, he puts a bone saw through the, somebody's back, and it comes out of his chest. And when you see him from the front, it's on the wrong side of his chest from where he put it in at the back. Yeah, you know. Um, but there's some nice gore in this film. I like a bit of gore. Uh, mm -hmm. Nice 1980s gore. So it's like blood spattering everywhere. So that was good fun. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. There was I, 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 one of the effects things I really did like about it, and it, and it was the, where there was a comedy aspect to it. Was the uh, fact that the, like the reanimated head trying to get the, <laughs> the body to move, and although how it was doing that, I don't know. But um, the body, the head was fantastic. Try and get the body to do what he wanted to when he couldn't see. Was fantastic. It was just brilliant. <laughs> I was, I, I wouldn't say I was fine. I was okay watching this until they done the the headless, the like the head just in the, in the tray. And that um, was brilliant. It just, it was just, it was so good. It needed something at that moment to to to, <laughs> do, to change the mood, and they introduced this bit of. Slapstick comedy almost into uh, it. It was definitely with little digs of it the whole way through, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, it started off with the cat, and it's like, don't expect it to do the dance. It's got a broken back. It's like, no, yeah, you just killed it. <laughs> but this is, yeah, there were bits the whole way through it. Um, but <laughs> what, what I loved, though, was <laughs> the body. The body trying to break into the into the morgue with with the like the, the display head thing on its shoulders to make it look like it still had a head, which has got half <laughs> of its head missing, so you can see the inside of the brain. That was fantastic. I think the, the thing is, there's a lot of humour in the second half of this film. Oh yeah, and and I think it it works really well. It's really well done. Um. And of course, yeah, none of none of what goes on in the film works scientifically. It's just <laughs> no, it, no, they they talk a little bit about some of the like the the sort of brain tissue and stuff like that. But yeah, none of it works. <laughs> There's no way out of anyone any of it would work. And just <laughs> I just I find this a really entertaining film to watch. It's just what I, fun. What I love, and I, I love this about all films, is how. How easily and how quickly everyone gets Lord Rand into doing stuff. Oh yeah, like it started off with obviously he he, he was feeling a bit um, uneasy about the doctor and everything like that, and then all of a sudden it's like, yep, I'm involved now. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I don't care. Even if someone paid me, I'd still be sitting there going, <laughs> "Mate, you just screwed up. You need to stop." I mean, but, you, you I would just... think you would think after he killed his cat. <laughs> He would have 
he killed his cat and frightened off his girlfriend, you would have thought that at that point he would have gone, actually, maybe not. <laughs> and the fact that he sort of, like, now I don't know whether or not this is just because of like the time I grew up in or the sort of people I hung around with or whatever. If I saw something like that and it made me an accessory, <laughs> I wouldn't then go to the the authorities and go, he's done this, you know. Yeah. I was there, I saw it all. It would be like I'd be like, look, I'm gonna get as far away from him as possible and cut all ties. Oh, no. and, <sighs> it's just I, I love it. see I love this 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 has got all of the cheesy elements from, from a typical nineteen eighties film. But it's done with such humour and such I don't know, it just done in the right way. So that it doesn't come across as being cheesy and awful. It comes across as being good fun to watch. Yeah, there, there was a little bit that made me cringe, obviously, when and I, I I never thought in all my years of watching films and trying to explain them to people that I would ever say this sentence. But watching the he, the 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 severed head getting quite intimate with the woman. <laughs> now I've watched Idle Hands. I've watched a lot of horror films where there are a lot of crazy stuff going on, but I never thought I would ever see a film where a headless body is trying to position its head into places while it's talking to try and perform sexual acts on a woman. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. It, it's not the usual thing you find, come across on a horror. It's, it's not something that I like. I'm not saying that I, I've watched some weird stuff. I mean, not, not something that's ever crossed my mind. I've gone. I'm gonna have to say that sentence at some point. <laughs> like, I've said some weird stuff, especially when I've had a few drinks, and I've said it, I've said some weird stuff in my stuff in my life, but never anywhere near close to that. But even that bit, just it was just so funny. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, no! No, <laughs> the bit the bit that made me laugh was that. The doc seeing the body all in scrubs and him holding the head, which was blatantly blatantly obvious. The fact there were two people. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it was. It was. It was. I mean, you know. it was. It was the security guard that, that stopped it for me. Right at the end, where he, yeah. he, see, he sees the body come flying out and just stands there, and then carries on looking and watching what's going on, and then decides to run when he sees the head being thrown out against the wall. Yeah. It's like, nah, that's it, I'm gone. I'll be like, I would have gone straight away. It, it's just, just, oh, wow. It was. I, I, I want to know what the close-up shot was about the year as well. You said about the when the, the guy walked over and he had the fake head on. What the, I get the fact that, obviously, they were trying to prove the fact that he, it wasn't his head, like he needed proof. Um, but it was, the, it was the close-up shot of the year falling on the floor. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that was about, really, but it, uh, I, I did feel sorry for him, like for the the um, the sort of hero of the story, I suppose, because <laughs> of the fact that if he goes, he runs off. Which again, I'd be pissed if I was with someone, and they go, "Hang on, me, I'm going to help you, but I'm going to run other end down the corridor." Yeah. Instead of trying to pull the person off them out of the door, run off all the way down the corridor, run all the way back with an axe, and still manage to. Not save her. Yeah, I'd be I'd... well annoyed if I was that. Like, if that, I was, so I was sitting again, choked out, and someone went, "I'm back in five minutes." Okay. <laughs> like, what? No. It's just, oh. it, it, and the fact that no one really questioned why 
Like she was, especially the nurse that helps them at the end. Yeah. Who see her fully clothed. Yeah. And run downstairs. Why she then came back up with just a shirt on and bruising around her neck. Never took once to her around and went, what's going on? Yeah, no, I agree. As I say, there's, there's a few bits like that. <laughs> Another bit is where it's sort of, they break into the doctor's office, right? Yeah. By, by breaking the window in the door and then letting themselves in. And then when the doctor goes back to his office, the window's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, no, I just, I just think it's just such a really good, fun film. It, just... it, it, you start off, I, I, I must admit, I started off watching it, and I've seen this film before. But I started watching it, and I kind of thought, oh, I don't remember it being this dull. It was a bit dull at the beginning. And then, you know, I mean, okay, I, I say dull. I mean, I will say that right, one of the first scenes in it is this guy's head exploding through his eyes. Yeah. But, <laughs> By Dalla, I mean after that, it just kind of gets a bit. Yeah, it does bit... sort of start. It starts off really, oh, sorry, really dramatically. Fizzles out until about halfway through, and then suddenly picks up again. Yeah, it's it's very bizarre. I'll go admit that it's it's weird for an eighties film as well. There's a lot of nudity in this, but it's that's not the weird bit for an eighties film, by the way. No. Sorry, it's there's a lot of nudity in this, but it's weird for an eighties film not for it to be used over the top. No, well, this is the thing. I'm it's obviously find. it's it's very well done. Obviously, the only people that are, again, this is another sentence I never thought I'd say. The only the only nudity you see is the reanimated bodies that of the the other patients. But the, the the thing is, well, is that the nudity in it fits in with the story, even when you yeah. see her stripped <laughs> off by what the the, the well, body. Yeah. It fits in with the story. It's not yeah. just gratuitous there just for the sake of it being there. Yeah, it's not just there for the sake of it. It's it is tastefully done. Yeah. It's still like a lot of it. I'm not sure about it, that, but it's... Yeah, I, no, yeah, it's still a lot of it, but it's done it's, right. It, it's tastefully done for something that's in bad taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got to it's weird as well because it's, it's one of the things that I've... One of the first films that I've ever watched where I've been torn about the makeup. Because right. there are some very, very, very good bits with makeup artwork and the, the blood and gore and the makeup effects and all that. And then you see the guy who had his face shot, who shot himself in the face. Yeah. Which, sorry, and I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert on this, but when you hold a shotgun to your face, it yeah. goes inwards. Yeah. So why was his makeup pointing out? I don't know. <laughs> no, the burn victim looked amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I mean, the, the effects were pretty good in it. Really, it's, it's got some really good. I'm ones also unsure. Well. I'm also unsure, by the way, why one of the bodies when they picked him up had tubes all over him. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Not quite sure what was going on with some yeah, of those. The bit I've got a bit. There was one bit that made me laugh, and I get the fact that it was done for effects, and they didn't know much about it at the time. But he was just a head. Why did he need to breathe in so deeply? Yeah. How was he, he breathing? He was just a head and he was like, <gasps> How was like, he breathing? What are you filling up? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But it, yeah, it's, it's a, there's a few things like that. I love, but I love it. I just think it's a great film. It's a great, fun film to watch. And if, you, if you're into horror films and you like a bit of comedy, it's just a great film to watch. Yeah. It works okay. so well. I like you what, well, this. something that, that, that I don't know why it crossed my mind, but it's, it's something I, I noticed. That David Gale, yeah. who plays the, the doctor who ends up with his head taken off. Yeah. If this had been a, if this had been a British film, or, um, if this had been a British film, that role would have been played by Christopher Lee because he is just so Christopher Lee. Yeah, he, he, he looks like an American version, yeah. It's just, just what I loved as well. I love this man. It's the fact that <laughs> he's in a rush to make sure that this happens. So everything that his plan goes ahead without any hiccups. Yeah. So when someone knocks on the door that he's expecting and he wants to get this done quickly, he then says, get the door quick. And, yeah, and instead of just sort of putting the tools down to where he could grab them and carefully put them all back. Yeah, well, you know. Place for everything and everything in its place as it is. Yeah, I, there's, there's certain bits of this that I just thought, oh my god! But there were bits of it that made me laugh. Yeah, I'm I, not. I, I'm not in a rush to watch one the second and third film though. No, I, I, I've never seen any of the other films, and I'm not really that bothered about watching them. But I just think this is such a. It's got everything. It's got everything you want from a film like this. It's got. It's got the the gory bits. It's got the kind of the 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 spooky, strange, weird bits, and it's got the kind of the humour and and got everything you want from a film like this. It is. It is. It's got everything you want from a film like this, and and it's great fun to watch. I I would be quite happy to sit and watch that film again. <laughs> yeah, I would watch it again. I probably wouldn't go out of my way to watch it, but I would watch it again quite happily. I I really like it. I really like it. it it's it's uh let's say I, I watched it a lot I watched it before a long time ago when it first came out on well, this will show show me age when it first came out on video I remember yeah. watching it. Um but I haven't seen it since. So it was really good to watch it again and, and it's just revisit it. It's weird. It just obviously this film came out before I was around and Again, like I've not seen, not seen it before, and it's so glad that I hadn't seen it before because it was getting into it with fresh eyes and it was sort of a whole a first experience. But I don't know. I wish that I had a, had <laughs> just yeah. so I knew what I was letting myself in for. Well, you know, it's it's always good to go go to something new, I suppose. So there you go. We got uh, three films there: The Cage, Clementine, and Reanimator. All pretty good in their own way. Uh, in their own way, it's just you know, depends on what you're looking for from a film, really. Uh, but I, I love Reanimator. I think it's a great film, and I, I, I would recommend it to anyone to watch because it's, it's just a good laugh. It's a good yeah. bit of good bit of gory fun. You can't get away from that being good. Yeah. Uh, next week we have a deformed lunchbox special. Yeah. Uh, we will be looking at four, five. Can't remember five, yeah, five uh, short films which are on the Deformed Lunchbox channel on YouTube. Um, none of them we've seen before, or reviewed before. Uh, one of them is a brand new film, uh, which has only just come out. Uh, some of these are films that haven't actually been made by them that, that they put on uh, their channel. 
uh, been made by friends of theirs or people they know or whatever. Um, but they're, they're all worth a watch and we'll uh, we'll have a look at them and see what we think of them. And we will also have an interview with one of the chappies from Deformed Lunchbox about the newest of the films. So uh, if you want to care, find out a bit more about Deformed Lunchbox, check them out and uh, check out the show next week. Um, and like that. Uh, thank you very much, Scott, for being on the show again. Oh, pardon me. That's right. Thank you for letting me be. So I, I picked because I've just drunk a can of Seven Up, and it's the first time I've drunk it in ages. And the problem is, it's made me really gassy. Ah. Uh, now I just want to say as well, um, if anyone out there has any uh, suggestions for films that we would, you think we should uh, have a lot of and review, you know, the sort of stuff that we've been looking at and that we, we like yeah. and don't like. If, you, if, you listen, if you've been listening to this long enough, you know the stuff that we don't like and the stuff that we do. So, yeah, Suggest <laughs> something for us to watch that maybe we haven't seen before or something that you think is worthy of our uh, inane drivel. And um, we'll uh, go from there. Why are you getting your thumbs to talk to each other? What's going on there? I missed that. I don't know what's going on. Man. <laughs> I don't know. I think <laughs> oh, strange people. I, don't know. I think I think my head's starting to catch up with the rest of me. It's all it's all rather confusing, really. I don't know what's going on. Um. So yes, and uh, mm. in the uh, intervening time or something. <sighs> We will be yeah. other things and they won't be us. So there you go. Anyway, thank you very much. And uh, we will be back when we're back. Bye. Bye. <laughs> The Cyphora Film Podcast. Sci-Fi Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast.